deep state hatchet man Andrew Weissman completely melting down as a judge has ruled for President Trump in the latest Mar-a-Lago round of filings down at that court in Florida. But we're also hearing President Trump calling for what he believes will be nationwide unrest if he is, in fact, indicted. So much going on. We're also down here in Phoenix. The Great Reset Conference is happening this weekend. If you can't get here to join myself, Stephen K. Bannon, Charlie Kirk, Mike Lindell, Drew Hernandez, Dr. James Lindsay, then make sure you head on over to reset.tpusa.com. You will be able to watch the live stream tonight and tomorrow starting at noon. You'll also be able to see this simulcast on Real America's Voice. We're going to have clips up. We're going to have everything up. Make sure you see this. It's going to be absolutely an incredible weekend. The Great Reset Conference defeating the Great Reset. Reset.tpusa.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is September 16th, 2022, Anno Domini. Tonight's headlines, Andrew Weissman melting down as a judge has ruled for Trump on the Mar-a-Lago documents. Next, President Trump predicts nationwide unrest if he is indicted. We're going to break that down and explain it. Third, Durham inquiry appears to be winding down as the grand jury expires. And finally, a fake meat fail beyond meat sales and stocks plummet due to lack of consumer interest. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. so many outrageous um, and stupid, frankly, uh, pieces of this decision. One of the things that I thought was particularly egregious is that she comes right out and says at the end of her decision that she's giving extra weight to Trump because he was the president. She just comes right out and says it. That, if, if anyone wants to see the end of the rule of law, it is just read the decision. Um, you know, John Locke famously said, where law ends, tyranny begins. You read this decision and what she said, and she is admitting that the position that the person held is going to carry extra weight in terms of how he is treated in court. That is a violation of her oath as a judge to treat everyone the same. I, I found that just so shocking. The end of the rule of law. It's it's tough to do Weissman because you have to have that kind of like frog in your vote when you talk. It's the end of the rule of law. Uh, you have to do like the Kermit the Kermit the Frog voice a little bit there. But so so Andrew Weissman is melting down absolutely, and I gotta appreciate. I gotta say I appreciate Andrew Weissman. He's at least a good villain, right? He at least he's a good heel for us. He's a good a good person for us to rail against. I mean, this is the guy more than anybody else who personifies what the deep state is. And of course, as Steve Bannon would always say, it's not the deep state because it's not deep. It's in your face. It's right up in your grill. So who is Andrew Weissman? Andrew Weissman was the chief prosecutor under Mueller for the Mueller probe. He was also one of the top guys at DOJ for years. He's the one that completely botched the Enron trial, the Enron case. And he's a guy now who, after being uh, let go, essentially, from DOJ, just goes and whines about this stuff for years and years and years now on MSNBC. 
What has he been trying to do all this time? Get Trump. We got to get Trump. We got to get him. We got to stop him. This is the end of the rule of law because a judge ruled against you for essentially pointing out, pointing out simply that President Trump was the president of the United States when these documents were sent to Mar-a-Lago. He had the authority under the Presidential Records Act. Mike Davis has been talking about this from day one. But the ruling just came down, and this is Judge Eileen Cannon. So Judge Eileen Cannon, what did she have to say? According to The Federalist, the Biden administration cannot use the documents that the FBI received from Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home for criminal investigative purposes until a special master completes an independent review. That decision in the court's selection of Trump's preferred special master candidate, coupled with the new Folsom review process adopted yesterday, represent a huge victory for the former president. But Trump's win shouldn't be a loss for the Department of Justice unless the Biden administration played fast and loose with the facts. What does it mean? This means that the Trump appointee, Judge Cannon, has granted form the former president's request for an appointment of a special master to review all property, all seized property from the Mar-a-Lago raid. That includes, by the way, everything that came through, whether it be personal records, classified, which is, of course, in dispute, and even in the ruling, in the ruling. And this is a great part of it. So you can pull it up here. It actually says. All of the approximately 100 documents isolated by the government and papers physically attached to them that the court was unwilling to accept the government's representation without further review by a neutral third party in an expedited and orderly fashion. The judge, Judge Cannon, further noted she was not persuaded that the government would suffer an irreparable injury without the requested stay, did not say it was an emergency, and did not believe that there was an imminent disclosure of classified information arising from the plaintiff's allegedly unlawful retention of the seized property. On the contrary, the judge pointed out that there were leaks to the media that were actually contributing to the seizure. So what the situation is, it wasn't Trump that was unlawfully holding these documents because he wasn't contributing to unauthorized disclosure. It was the DOJ that was, you got to read between the lines a little bit here. This judge is basically very, very close to the, to the wire though, uh, is implying that the DOJ has been leaking classified information to the media. And guess what? We all know they have. We're not stupid. We know where these leaks are coming from, to the Washington Post, to the New York Times. It's coming, of course, from the Department of Justice. So the judge pointed out, they said, you guys are accusing Trump of, of improper disclosure or risking improper disclosure, but that's exactly what you are doing. And that's why they're bringing in this special master, this independent, um, which is an independent authority, a third party individual that's now going to go through every single one of these documents. The lawyers are going to get involved. They're more, more than likely going to get a special interim clear, security clearance to be able to go and read all of these documents, specifically in a secure facility. Massive loss for DOJ, Weissman, of course, the end of the rule of law. The no, it's the reestablishment of the rule of law. It's the end of Weissman. Summer is over. We're moving into the fall months. And myself, Tanya Tay, and the kids, we just got back from 10 days in the Holy Land. I'm telling you something. The food over there was fantastic. But, but, that Mediterranean diet, I'm telling you guys, it's a low meat diet. And so I was really thinking the entire time I was there, I was thinking, you know, I 
want my good ranchers. I want to get home. I want to get to my good ranchers. And I can't wait because our very next case of good ranchers is coming. If you want your case of good ranchers to come, by the way, with free express shipping, it's goodranchers.com slash poso. We're going to have the producers put the link right in the description of this podcast. What is good ranchers? Well, good ranchers sells 100% American meat. It's delivered right to your door. Beef, chicken, seafood, prime upper choice, highest quality possible, ribeyes, T-bones, New York strips, signature steaks, Wagyu burgers, pre-trimmed and pre-marinated chicken breasts. They're so delicious, so easy to prepare. The great thing about Good Ranchers, the animals are ethically raised and sustainably sourced. They do things the right way, and it shows in every box. They are Christ followers and genuine Americans. So make sure you get your $30 off and free express shipping at GoodRanchers.com slash POSO. You, you know the old saying, a uh, prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich if they want to. I'm just asking, if there is such a prosecutor and they indict you, would that deter you from running for president again? I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. And as you know, if a thing like that happened, I would have no prohibition against running. You know that. you've already. I do. And that's what I want people to understand. That would not take you out of the arena. It would not. But I think if it happened, I think you'd have problems in this country, the likes of which perhaps we've never seen before. I don't think the people of the United States would stand for it. What kind of problems, Mr. President? I think they'd have big problems, big problems. I just don't think they'd stand for it. They will not, they will not sit still and stand for this ultimate of hoaxes. Look, you got President Trump right there essentially outlining what the situation is. I think there's a lot of people in Washington, D.C. that sit around and look at this stuff like it's some kind of parlor game, like it's some kind of how do we get Trump? And they're, they're of course, playing to Andrew Weissman's fan base, the Rachel Maddow fan base, Chris Hayes, all these people. Get Trump, get Trump, the wine moms drinking from their wine boxes in the suburbs. And of course, that was flowing. The wine boxes were flowing the night of the Mar-a-Lago raid. But there's another group of people in this country. There's a group of people that don't want to see us descend into the depths of banana republicanism. We don't want to become a third world country. We don't want to be flooded with illegal immigrants. We don't want to descend into one of those countries where we're just indicting and locking up former presidents whenever we feel like. And I think that President Trump, whether you agree with it or not, is right when he says that there are going to be big problems. So I tell you right now, you want to indict him? We've said on this program from day one, this is the road to indictment. This is what they want. And I say, bring it. I say, bring it right on. Bring it. Show us your cards. Show us yourself. Have the moral courage to stand up for your convictions. If you think, you think you got him, you think, oh, we got him on this one. We got him dead to rights. He, he made an improper library card filing with his documents. You really want to bring up that? That's what you're going to indict a former president of the United States on in this country. A president who, by the way, the only person in all of U.S. history to win the presidency that was not a former politician, a career politician, or some kind of general, no government experience whatsoever, walks in from the sidelines the first campaign he ever runs in his entire life, 
and beats a career politician who worked her entire life to get that. And let me tell you something about President Trump. Like him or not, you can sit there and, and, and argue, does he have flaws? Does he have this and that, good, that policy? Okay, gotcha. You have career politicians in this country on both sides. You've got people that they go to law school and they join the military for a stint. They come out, they shine up a little bit. They call it shining the teacup, right? They go shine the teacup a little bit, serve in government, come out, get elected something. They, they climb the ladder. They play the political game. You got people on both sides. Some of them are good. Most of them are bad. But then you got a guy like Donald John Trump. His connection to his supporters his connection to that movement, the MAGA movement, is something that's completely beyond the realm of the purely political in this country. It's completely beyond anything that you can, you can even write down and say, well, this is just because of you know, the liberalism, conservatism. It's not doctrine, okay? It's personality. It's influence. It's about the will to actually change things in this country. The will to actually put forward real change in the United States of America. You're not going to break that just because you're offering up some other run-of-the-mill career politician, okay? These people are not going away. If anything, they're going to be louder and they're going to be becoming more forceful. So I say, you know what? Bring it on. Try to put him in handcuffs. See what happens. I thought I knew almost everything you could learn about Russia. <laughs> Did you have any idea that he could have been a paid you know, it, for the it, FBI? You know, it, it doesn't shock me, but I think the key component here is, is that this is now, I think, the strongest evidence that we've seen that they obstructed the FBI, DOJ, et al., obstructed Congress's investigation back in 2017. If you recall, they were coming after me saying that people were gonna die if important assets, Putin assets were gonna die. It was all nonsense. The dude was like a few blocks from here working at Brookings at one point. He's a Democratic <laughs> operative. I mean, nobody, nobody cared. So, so this is the best evidence that I have seen that these guys were conspiring to do this because you would not bring this guy on as a confidential human source, when you already just found out, you know the dossier's bunk, you know it's bogus, you know he's the source, and then look, they lied and misled us. Sean Hannity, this is a big problem, Sean. I, I, I don't know what's happening here because, you know, I, like all of you, I watch the Sean Hannity program every single night. I take notes, I print out his monologues every single night, and I, I highlight it. And I, I just go through and I've got a little a little uh, binder at home. It's like, kind of like, you know, one of those accordion binders. And I just check out and I, I go date by date and I rifle through my file system and I and I go through and I'm very confused because Sean Hannity told me, he said, TikTok indictments are coming two more TikTok, two more weeks. TikTok, the indictments are coming. We've got a lot of indictments coming, TikTok. They're going to be coming very quickly here. Durham, the Durham inquiry, it's going to be giving indictment. We're going to be indicting people left and right. We're going to indict Hillary. We're going to indict Podesta. We're going to indict them all. Three hours a day, every day. That's all we ask here. One hour in the evening, Sean Hannity show. But the problem is that I'm seeing this headline now, and it's the New York Times, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to give Sean uh, too much crap for this. But it says, 
from the New York Times is crowing on this one because they're saying the Durham inquiry appears to be winding down as the grand jury is set to expire. Wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute. The grand jury is set to expire. I thought this was going to be the grand jury that indicted the entire deep state. I thought that John Durham was going to come swinging from the rafters, tear off a face mask, and it turns out that it's Jeff Sessions all along. I got you. I got you all. And that it actually was him. Um, he wasn't, he, he said he recused himself, but it was all, it was kayfabe. It was all this huge, you know, it was a huge elaborate conspiracy between Jeff Sessions and Bill Barr. And then Bill Barr comes smashing through the wall like the Kool-Aid man screaming, oh yeah, and telling us um, that we're all, that we're indicting the entire deep state. But in, in fact, no, apparently that's not happening. It, what it says is that when John Durham was assigned by the Justice Department in 2019 to examine the origins of the investigation to the 2016 Trump campaign's ties to Russia. By the way, I love the New York Times, right? the writing of this, you have to, you have to pull it apart because imagine if you're actually someone who reads the New York times as if it's something that's real and not uh, political propaganda, the likes of which you would see something out of like the DPRK news service to North Korea that, you know, it just says an investigation into the 2016 Trump campaign's ties to Russia. So right there in the first half of the first sentence of the New York times, they're just lying. They're just saying that the Trump campaign was tied to Russia. It wasn't okay. We already know that it wasn't, but it doesn't matter. President Donald Trump and his supporters expressed a, a belief that the inquiry would prove that a deep state conspiracy, including top Obama era officials, had worked to sabotage him. And it's like, OK, but we know that that we actually know that from uh, history and, and, and background and court filings and cases. We, we know that there were officials who lied about Trump. But if you read The New York Times, no, 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 no. That is gospel. It's kind of like. I could go, I could, I could talk a little, uh, I don't, I don't want to bring Martin Luther into this, but it's kind of like, you know, you're, you're looking at the same set of documents and taking and, and coming, coming away with it with one take versus looking at the same set of documents and coming away with the take that everybody else has. And so, but here's the news. Durham appears to be winding down his three-year inquiry without anything close to the results that people were seeking. The grand jury that Durham has recently used to hear evidence has expired. And while he could convene another, there are currently no plans to do so, according to three sources familiar with the matter. Durham and his team are working to complete a final report by the end of the year, but it said that one of the lead prosecutors on his team has quit. One of Durham's prosecutors has quit for a job with a prominent law firm. Sean, let's work together, man. I know you and I don't always see eye to eye, but let's work together on this. We do need to do something about the deep state in this country. I agree with you. Durham may not have been the answer, but I believe that there is another way. We need to clean house, go through every single one, fire every single one of these people. And, you know, I've been pleased that the interest level in climate has gone up pretty dramatically over the last two or three years. It was about 10 years ago I had some professors come to me four or five times a year and bring other experts so I could learn, okay, how good are the models? What are the negative effects? What is the uncertainty? What are the positive feedback cycles? And so I've been on this learning curve, and that's the whole reason I started this nuclear power company called TerraPower was not to make money, uh, and I've avoided that. Uh, 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 but although the artificial meat companies I put yes. money into, I'm going to make more from those than I lost in the other ones. Well, finally, some good news out there. Fake meat fail. Beyond meat, this disgusting, abhorrent mockery of real food 
is reeling as slow sales and stocks are plummeting with one analyst saying the company is burning through cash and may go bankrupt. Thank God. Thank God. As their partnerships with McDonald's, Taco Bell aren't working. KFC, it's not happening. Stocks plunge 74%. Take it down even lower. Take it down. Let me explain something to you, Beyond Meat. All right, right here. God will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. Christ is Lord. You are not doing this. Company leaders have acknowledged dropping revenues and also listed COVID inflation and the supply chain as ongoing problems. This is according to Daily Mail. Plant-based Beyond Meat is facing major headwinds. I love how they say it's plant-based, by the way. Go pull up one of the one of the bags or, or boxes, one of these things on Beyond Meat, they say it's plant-based. It's like, yeah, they may have one plant in there and they've got some extract, but then it's like 10 lines of chemicals that you can barely pronounce. Lyoshictoline, shictolidoline, lidocaineavine, benedictine, uh, Francisca, Franciscan area, like just insane stuff that gets put into this stuff, into these things. And then they say, feed it to your children, feed it to your wife. And they want it and they want you to be healthy. And you wonder why this nation is suffering from inflation. We're suffering from an inflation, not only of our wallets, but we're suffering from a different kind of inflation as well, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, we are one of the most obese nations on the face of the planet, or one of the most overweight and one of the most unhealthiest nations on the face of the planet. And why is it? Because we're feeding fake food to our own citizens. We're feeding fake food to our own children. This needs to stop. And so for a company like this, and I'm sorry to all the people that work there that you just, just leave, just, you know what? Actually, I'm not sorry. Just get out, get out while you can repent, just repent immediately, repent, admit that you have done wrong and then go and sin no more. Okay. This is what we're taught. This is what, this is what the gospel say, get out of here, right? Take this thing down all the way. Um, it, it, this company needs to not exist. I, I don't even know how else to put this other than that. Oh, and I love, by the way, of course, who was their spokesmodel, their spokesbabe for all of this? Kim Kardashian, right? So far be it from me to simply say that I want a company to be destroyed just because Kim Kardashian is involved, but it is kind of like the icing on the cake for me. The fact that somebody who has lied so blatantly about the murderers and rapists on death row in this country, like Kim Kardashian, then gets involved with this ungodly company called Beyond Meat, as if we're supposed to inject ourselves, you know. Of course, somebody who's known for fake injections is going to get behind a company that's all based around fake injecting stuff that's essentially plastic into your body. That's Kim Kardashian. Okay, that's what her entire brand is. That's what her entire brand has always been. Kanye, by the way, was right about this. And they called Kanye crazy because all he wanted to do was protect and love his children. And so ends another week for us here at Human Events Daily. Once again, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us. Share this out with one, just one of your normie friends and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your fine 
podcasts. What do we talk about today? Andrew Weissman melting down as a judge rules for President Trump on the Mar-a-Lago documents. Next, President Trump predicting correctly nationwide unrest if he is indicted. Bring it on. Third, the Durham inquiry appears to be winding down as the grand jury expires. TikTok, nope. And finally, fake meat fail. Beyond meat, the unholy company. Sales and stock plummet due to lack of consumer interest. I love ending on positive note. I love ending on a positive note like that. But before we go today, it's time for today's history break. Today, all the way back, September 16th, 1920, the Wall Street bombing occurred. At 12.01, when a horse-drawn wagon exploded on Wall Street, killing 38 and injuring 143. This is one of the largest anarchist attacks in U.S. history. And you have to understand, we had an anarchist kill a president of the United States, William McKinley. That's how Teddy, Teddy Roosevelt later became our youngest president, 42 years old. Go read Antifa book, my Antifa book, Stories from Inside the Black Block, AntifaBook.com. It will teach you so much more about this secret history of violent anarchism in our country that for some reason, well, we know the reason, they don't want you to know. We need to understand the history that they are trying to cover up. Send us your tips, your suggestions, your comments, your questions, liberty at tbusa.com. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. Stay tuned for Drew.